Welcome to Many Talks Podcast, talking all business, entrepreneurship, property development, finance, and investments. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so it's Reese Many here, host of Many Talks. Um, welcome today, Tim Hyde, Manchester's 30 under 30, live with me in the studio. Tim, welcome. Thanks for having me back, Manny. No problem. Thanks for coming back down. I mean, just, just before we run through and, and talk about your journey and really give the viewers and listeners what, what they're looking for, hopefully everybody enjoyed the last podcast, which was um, with my mentor, Grant Cardone. Some great feedback, some great tips in there. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, make sure that you do listen um, this podcast is going to be fantastic as well. We've got some personal podcasts from myself coming out before the end of the year, so stay tuned. We've got some exciting stuff for yourself. But as I said, more importantly, talking today, we've got Tim Hyde, Manchester's 30 under 30. That's an achievement in itself, Tim. Ah, it depends who you ask. <laughs> well, do, you, do your followers find that that's a... A good, a good statement for yourself, 30 under 30? Do you think it's a good statement? Uh, yeah, I think it's um, it's something cool. I think for me, it, it's about sort of just sort of notching these things up and sort of seeing as far as I can get um, and just, you know, to be recognised by people is, is very cool. But, you know, we're, we're on to the next thing and, and looking to sort of generate results for people. How long ago was it that you, you got that? Uh, probably about six months ago now. Um, yeah, it's been a, a pretty um, incredible year. Business has been going about... Yeah. 18 months and then true fan my other venture has been going um a year this week yeah we're actually. gonna we're gonna come back to um, that we've got some questions about that but just just with manchester 30 under 30 so you you're recognized as 30 under 30 in manchester how, how did that come about i know that you you touched on it you're moving on but you know I, I think young entrepreneurs that are looking to get into the entrepreneur world um, a lot of people are chasing awards, they're chasing statuses and things like that. I think it's very beneficial, but how did it come about for yourself? Did you have a PR team that was doing that for you or did you just get a phone call out the blue and get awarded it one day? Yeah, I got a phone call out the blue. Um, okay. I think that that comes from sort of being good to people and, and building some relationships, particularly yeah. within that sort of Manchester ecosystem. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, I speak to anyone, it, it's focusing on what you're good at, what, like, what differentiates you, what you're passionate about. Um, and then, you know, when you focus on that and, and are able to sort of generate some results, mm. then you can position yourself to actually, you know, further leverage um, those results that you've actually generated. Just sort of going out there and saying you want to be an entrepreneur, saying you have an idea with no kind of backing. Yeah. It's very difficult to actually get any sort of traction. And, Correct. you know, doubling down on, on what you're good at, having a, a real clear focus on that massively helped me. And then, you know, when you get to that point, you're just focused on, right, what's the next thing in, in, in my way, right? Yeah. How can we improve, get better every day and, and so go think, from there? Just think from what you're just saying there, top tip for, for people that are listening is, you know, focus on what you're good at, what your passion is, and everything else will come. Would you agree with that? Yeah, without a doubt. I think, um, especially in this world, you have access to lots of different yeah. job opportunities, people to be surrounded with. And, you know, we can, you know, you see a lot of these celebrity entrepreneurs. Yeah. That they have 10 different ventures in completely different verticals and they're not, you know, they're not specialised in mm. anything. And for me, um, you know, whether you lose a pitch, whether you don't end up working with someone, I'm always kind of want to be proud of myself that I know I, I priced it right. I knew it was the right option for, for what I was given yeah. and what I was capable of. And then, you know, I have a lot more sort of confidence right. because of that, because I can lay back on those foundations of, I actually know what I'm doing. That's, that's key for me. It's not kind of guessing work and, and trying mm. to sort of sell people on stuff that you're not really sure about. Good, good. Some, some good tips there, some good feedback. So look, just, just pulling it right back to the start, I, I, I really bought this podcast out for tips, education, 
um, for young entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs to find out what other entrepreneurs are doing. Um, just talk us through your journey from the start, from when you was at school, what you was passionate about and how it really led to where you've got to today, if you don't mind. Of course, yeah. So um, grew up in Manchester, um, basically always, always loved sport. Um, yep. You know, big American football fan, basketball fan, okay. like football fan, um, rugby, cricket. Um, Everything. Yeah, bit, yeah, love, love sport. And, and that... Was really, you good at sport, Tim? I was all right at sport. I used okay. to play lacrosse, played for okay. England for a little bit, which was... Um, good achievement, played for was, England, yeah. Yeah, under-21s and, okay. and, and stuff like that. So and very, for people that don't know what lacrosse is? Um, if you don't know what lacrosse is, imagine kind of ice hockey, but on a turf pitch, and you sort of have a net with a ball in and throw it around. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, super competitive. Um, you know, learned sort of a lot of leadership skills from playing team sports yeah. and captaining teams and really enjoyed that and and i think later in life you kind of realize why i became good at that is because i actually put a, invested a lot of extra practice time and working hard and playing with other people who were better than me and dedication so that, yeah, and determination and surrounding myself with that um mm. and so yeah through school did very averagely um yeah. didn't particularly enjoy school but had a, a pretty strong friendship group there and you know had fun it wasn't a negative time <coughs> yeah. um wanted to be a sports journalist so i did my a levels and um straight from school did what you call your nctjs so your national journalism exams yeah. Um, and worked at a place for 10 months um, sort of for free while I, I did those exams. Um, and yeah, that, that taught me a hell of a lot at school. I did very averagely, which I, I just mentioned. But um, what happened at Mind Union Matters was the fact that I could see the, the correlation between hard work and success. So the story I always say is there was people working um, 120 hours a week and they were improving much, mm. much quicker than I was, who was only working 100 hours a week, which is still a lot of time. Yeah. But, you know, when you can actually see the fact that people are outperforming you because they're putting in more work, it just became really real to me. And when I got my first job at the Lad Bible, um, I just never looked back. I was always going to sort of give my all and, and make sure I worked as hard as I possibly could because I couldn't actually believe mm. someone was paying for me for something I actually enjoyed doing. Yeah. Um, and then that's carried on into the rest of my work life. So, so your journey, so from school, obviously, as you explained, and then was that your first job, the yeah, Lad Bible? Yeah, first job was at, at the Lad Bible. I actually interviewed the, the CEO, so Aaron and, and Solly, because they had some amazing um, graffiti work in that office. Okay. I knew the graffiti artist that did this it. This is before you started working This is it. before I started working there, and two months later, I got offered a job. Um, and, and what was your what was your main role there? So I was, I was a writer. Um, so I, there was 11 of us back then. I was the 11th member of staff, okay. um, and our real focus was on growing the Facebook page, driving traffic um, building sort of the brand deals and, and because we were the kind of um, audience specialists as well as yeah. social specialists um, it was our job to obviously present you know great ideas to the marketing team to, to understand what campaigns we could run and, and what would actually work uh, and what that so audience. really what you was doing was was giving ideas to the marketing team that then executed yeah yeah especially on on the kind of written side and um very much it was a collaborative effort on on everyone to find the right content create the right content distribute the right content and we really sort of game the algorithms to grow i think from sort of 1.8 million likes to 10 million likes in 10 months on facebook on facebook and then the daily traffic grew from sort of 1 million clicks to 5 million clicks and just from a revenue standpoint and a growth standpoint it was a a great time to be to be part of that business. Um, and how long was you there for? I was there for ten months. Ten months. Won the company's employee of the year, um, okay. and then moved on to. In ten months, so you yeah. two months to spare as well. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> um, and then moved on to to Social Chain, which is a uh, again I think now the biggest social social yeah. media marketing agency. Just, in just going back to to Lad Bible, what what was the atmosphere like in the office? What what was it? You know, give us a, a bit of insight of of what it was like to work there. I know you said. Uh, 
it was a, a good team and we understand what your job role was but what what was the what was the atmosphere like what was the vision like led from the front i i think i think the vision was just sort of really rewarding that audience and really focusing on um how to keep those people engaged and yeah. what are they responding to it and learning from that data and you know i i always say we were at the, in this sort of hotbed for social media and because of how powerful Facebook was, mm. we were some of the first people to really understand that and, and basically leverage that to drive mountains and mountains of traffic without paying for anything. And yeah. then if you think of obviously the advertising and marketing revenue off the back of that, I think from an um, environment standpoint, it, it was very fast paced. You know, a lot of people lived and breathed yeah. there and, and, and I think I definitely fit in under that. Yeah. It was a young team and- Passionate. You know, um, and, and yeah, certainly passionate, I think. Um, with those sorts of businesses for some people the shine definitely wears off um but obviously they've had some really loyal members of staff mm. that have helped them you know grow to one of the biggest media publishers in the world especially after their acquisition of unilad so um yeah they've done some really really good work um i think what they've worked hard on is changing the perception obviously it's start its roots are are rooted in you know lad culture and cleavage thursday and things like that that you know advertisers don't really want to be yeah. affiliated to but i think they have done quite a good job of of creating a platform which gives advertisers pretty cost-effective media mm. um as well as actually doing some really interesting and, and powerful campaigns on mental health and the environment and i think they've they've focused down that route yeah. um which which is yeah very commendable and then moving moving on from from that obviously it was a good experience yeah. you learned a lot definitely what what made you change within 10 months i got fired out of the blue um from lab bible yeah massive shock to the system um took me a long time to to kind of get over that but fortunately i kind of very fortunately well, so just one day they come in yeah got enough's um, enough yeah i got a message on um a thursday night um about coming into the office early i was already in early and got told that um yeah so you just go back you you won employer of the year yep with two years uh, with two two months still to go in 10 months yep and and straight away after you you got fired yep oh yes I interesting mean, it certainly is <laughs> um and and you know uh, and what was the reasoning behind that just uh, yeah the, i mean they they had some really unjust reasons i think okay. um and you know i've fortunately been able to speak to a lot of people that have left there and still have some great relationships and it taught me a hell of a lot and yeah. I would have never ended up at Social Chain which massively skyrocketed which is, which is good which career. is good you're still thankful for, for the opportunity and you've got no bad yeah, have to bad be. taste and you, you've just moved on yeah I have to be I um, think it's the best way isn't it? it it was the opportunity and I think we take things very personally and I certainly yeah. did at the time I was you know really really upset and yeah couldn't understand it and then I think now looking back on it do I think I ever deserve to be fired no chance but actually there were things I could have done differently and I think that's one of the things we talked about last time was about that accountability like you can always change how you did something Definitely. but people don't necessarily want to think that like no. oh I didn't know but you do next time and so you know when you're dealing with senior people in the business or you know we were growing very quickly mm. there was things I could have improved on and, and I think I took that into my life at Social Chain and then TK and then now having my own business and mm. you know you learn a lot from those sort of failures and, and I think I can be super proud that I've been able to Look do what that. You've done. Yeah. So that, that gap so you, you obviously you, you left um, Led Bible and then you moved on to, to Social Chain. Yep. 
how, how long in between roles was you? About two months, I About think. two months. Yeah. So it didn't take if, you long to go and grab something and, no. and get your teeth back into it. No, not In at the all. same sector? Yeah, so um, that, w- that was more as a, um, a sort of campaign manager and then, then head of campaigns and a sort of director of the business. So, yeah. again, I was the 11th member of staff there. So huge, huge amounts of growth at Social Chain. Yeah. We grew from 11 to 80 in our first year opened up offices in Manchester, London, New York and Berlin, you know, got to work for some of the biggest brands in the world. Was, was you a key player in that, would you say? Yeah, I think uh, I think I can confidently say that and, and ha- still have a, a really good relationship with the guys there and, and feel like I, I definitely impacted that business good. in a in a positive way and um, did a lot of the, the viral campaigns and the execution and strategy behind that and looked after, you know, Apple, Spotify, Nike, Adidas, Puma, Amazon, to big accounts Google. then. Yeah. Um, What's I, it like? What was it like to work with accounts like that? Um, it was a learning curve, and I suppose um, what I really enjoyed was the fact that I think I'm good at sales, but I'm not a salesman, and and so I my <laughs> my kind of um, background comes in having the the kind of knowledge in the area that I'm in, so social yeah. media or marketing, and so being in those kind of big pitches for the the big accounts, it, instead of that being a you know account director just sort of giving the the pitch, I was then able to go right, we are going to do this because of this, yeah. and, and give the clients more insight into that, and that's been sort of super effective for me mm. moving forward because. Um, my tactic for sort of you know getting on with people is just being very open and honest yeah um, sometimes but everyone's can, a salesman yeah exactly but so. i mean sometimes it can backfire and you give you know too much value and people sort yeah, of take that yeah. and run with it but that also is just kind of who and it taught you how to deal with with, with them kind of yeah and i mean big I, accounts at we that had time. a phenomenal team um we had really good time in we had 300 million followers worth of media accounts to fall back on so the advantage compared to anyone else in the industry was mm. huge but we had a phenomenal team and, and there was a real onus on self-improvement reading books like Simon Sinek start with why watching TED Talks um, getting yourself out there understanding what building so working on yourself personal development massive was do, a massive do you think that that's, that's helped you? oh without a doubt whether yep. it's you know reading books on body language whether it was you know un- understanding how much effort Steve the CEO uh, put into talking on stage um, I think another one of the things we mentioned last time is kids growing up you think right someone in the classroom who's good at presenting oh it's all natural oh they're naturally good at that and and that is right to an extent but what you see with these great speakers that are charging huge fees you know you people like grant cardone who have you know a real brilliant persona mm. about them is they work on that they work on their cadence their tone their body language how they interact with people and i got to see that firsthand from someone who is a bit of an industry trailblazer and someone i can call a, a close friend um, and we just I just, would you say he's a mentor of yours? Yeah, I think so. If, if I ever needed help, um, he, he would always be there and has always offered advice if I'd, I'd ever need it. And mm-hmm. it, it's always fun catching up. We're, we're very similar H- people. Have you had a mentor throughout your, your progression? Um, I don't necessarily think one consistent mentor, but okay. I've been very lucky to have various people um, from all ranges, not just sort of like one high-level mentor yeah. that you learn off. So when I was at Social Chain uh, there was a guy called Adam Field who was the EMEA marketing director at Nike at the time mm. Scott Fenton who was the marketing director at UFC has been... all in the same sector these yeah, people are all in sector. the same sector sports sector definitely yeah. but then again I really took an onus on learning from people's strengths and weaknesses so yeah. we had some brilliant account directors so a guy called Alex Ayan you know taught me a lot about the kind of sales process and pitching and even down to the nuances right sit opposite each other on the end of the table so it doesn't feel like a you know um, a 
bit less of a pitch. It's more like an informal conversation. Yeah. You know, these little things that, that you know, you don't get taught them. You pick them up from people. And exactly. And, and I was really big on just trying to, to further myself. Um, yeah. and, and it's hopefully sort of paid off and you've built relationships with people in the industry and I still get to work with some of these big brands. And if you can provide value and, and you know, present that in the right way, I think you can have um, a lot of success for yourself. Yeah. So ju- just going back to the personal development aspect, are you an audio book or? Yeah, I'm a big, big podcast guy. Yeah. Um, whether it's sport podcast or self-development podcasts, you know, Many Talks is a, has done extremely well. You know, you've not been doing Excellent. it a, a long time, but one, some of the sort of reviews and quality and amount of listenership is, is really, really commendable. And, you know, you've already had marquee guests like Grant Cardone and you're in series one is, you know, a testament to, yeah. to the connections you've built and the value that obviously people see in this to, to you know actually want to come on because yeah. it's easier said than done well, look we really appreciate that and um the aim of the game is to keep producing content keep keep our connections um rolling and, and keep people like yourself grant cardone mark right coming to the table that's Absolutely. that's what we do um so you know moving forward social chain how, how long was you there for two years two years so yeah um and how did that end was that really good terms um i got offered a, a huge role uh, another agency um yeah. and they asked me to look after a third of it globally so i was between okay. leeds london and los angeles yeah you know big pay rise big yeah. expansion in role and and for me at the time um this is, has helped me in the future is i really didn't want to just be a social media specialist uh, specifically okay. at the time just because we met a lot of ceos cfos marketing officers things like that that you could tell where their background was in so yeah. we'd be in a like a huge social media pitch and they go where's the seo strategy and we'd be sat there going seo is super important but that's not what we do, do you know what i mean and yeah. everyone they were always trying to sort of push in what they could understand mm. um and i i didn't want to do that i wanted to really understand where there was value in the market and I, and i still believe to this day you can get value out of all the channels you know tv radio seo ppc and social media for me i'm passionate about social media because i understand the nuances of it and two it's got a, a much lower barrier to entry you know yeah. you can really get some great tangible results very quickly you know whereas compared to something like television yeah if you hit the right sweet yeah. spot the the, the rewards are phenomenal but also there's a huge risk you know six figures of investment on media before you've even Definitely. you know found out if something's worked and for me i i prefer to you know keep risks a bit lower and and you know be able to really t- track that user journey much closer so you, you come to the end of, of of your journey with social chain what what was your step on from there was it to go alone? Yeah, no, so so I, I worked at that agency where um, I was between Leeds, London um, and Los Angeles, worked there for six months and, and they, yeah, broke a few promises. So um, right then um, I just had the opportunity and had kind of three sort of potential clients that were the willing to pay me. And yeah. for me, it was always a very logical step. It was like, yep, I want to do this type of work. Got to live in New York for a little while um, and, and then went from there, you know, um, had kind of relationships in the space. So helped I did ask launch their Predator Boots campaign, have done a 1.2 mil, 500k, 280k and 60k crowdfunding raise, um, still get to work with some some huge, huge businesses and, and that all has come from, you know, delivering results, being good to people, being honest and um, really kind of focusing on that and, and then I think as well combining that with a bit of a, a LinkedIn personal brand strategy, yeah. that, that really has been my formula for so-called success. Good, so, sounds good and just just to just to move on obviously it sounds like um you, you've had a good journey from from start to finish you work with some some good names some big names in in the sector and you you've really owned in on what you do and you've found a niche in in what you enjoy doing 
and, and what you like in the, in the social world. I mean, you've just bought an app out. Yeah. Tell us about that. So true fan. So um, yeah, um, been working on that for the past year. Okay. Um, we've just raised half a million dollars uh, from a vet, like a, an array of um, some amazing angel investors. Okay. Uh, and what that is, it's a social media analytics tool which aggregates your most engaged and most influential followers. Um, obviously, then you can obviously interact with those people, really build a community. So just, just to drill down, you can find out who, who, who your most beneficial fans are or your followers are without so to speak across all social media platforms it will be so the beta is out right now and that's working for twitter and then by the end of the year youtube will be integrated and then next year the plan is to have all all social channels up and running um slightly more difficult with their apis and yeah they make it difficult for you but um we're confident we can do that and no so how long obviously you've just bought this out you said you've been working on it a year yep What, what sparked that that magical thought of thinking or did somebody bring this idea to you? Yes. Or was it your idea? So um, when I was living in New York, there's a, an amazing guy called Elliot Robinson who was the head of growth for Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, okay. and, and we lived in the same building, good friend. He's also super young and, and mad, mad talented. And, and we got on really well. His um, old roommate is a guy called Manu Goswami, who's now one of my business partners. And he had this idea, um, which was based on one of the his kind of sort of mentors um who's chris paul's agents who's a sort of top 20 basketball player um he just moved teams from um los angeles to houston and they wanted to know who his most engaged followers were in the city and we were like there's no tool out for that yeah and and oh. that is is kind of super and that's powerful. how it came out and that's how it came out and so you know working on dev raising investment we've got some amazing investors so ryan holmes the ceo of hootsuite which is valued at like 750 million um, Jason Robbins, who's the CEO of DraftKings, uh, Manny Padders, who's like Canada's angel investor. Of the so year. these these are people that have all invested into the app. All invested. So in true let, let, let's let's strip it right back. How how do you go out and approach these people to get their investment, or so, even to get their interest? So I think you're talking about people that have got seven hundred and fifty million pound businesses. They're not just sitting at the end of the phone waiting for. Um, for somebody to give them a call and ask for an investment without a doubt i think i think what we did really well is that the internal team at true fan of all really focused on on leveraging linkedin phenomenal phenomenal yeah. platform from an organic standpoint um and we all you know create content on there which, okay. which sounds super fluffy but you know we've really been able to build some great relationships and a, and a sort of persona for ourselves yeah. um digitally um, I think then it's about building a, a business case for people. Here's a product that isn't in the market. Here's how we're going to execute it. Here's the business plan. Here's how much we'll need. Make it very obvious for people. And, and obviously when you combine what we think is a, a really great idea with what we also think is a really strong internal team, that's a great combination for success. And then obviously selling people on our abilities and our ability to execute on the plan we've we've put forward to them has been yeah really successful. And we, we t- kind of chose um, strategic angels rather than going through a big sort of VC fund because we because of the sort of feedback we had yep. early doors, we were confident we were going to get it raised. It was about, you know, selecting the right people who add advantages, whether it was their clients, whether it was their contacts, whether it was their resources. Um, Which and makes we, sense. You and we focused on that. And, and, you know, if you don't have that opportunity, you sometimes just need capital into a business. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've worked with, with startups like that where, you know, getting that first £100,000 check to, you know, further build an MVP or to just get something to market it is the key thing and actually as long as they're not sort of an, an investor that's sort of detracting from your project mm. then that's the, the right approach and 
for us, we I think we were just very fortunate. We had a, a strong team, and, and Manu, who's you know the CEO, is is a phenomenal kid. Um, he's he's twenty one and is a real trailblazer in the space, and it's been a, a privilege to work with him for the past year. Um, and I know we're super excited with what sort of two thousand nineteen will hold. So the development side of things, because obviously apps and technology is, yeah. is the in thing right now. You know, you speak yeah. to every young kid that's coming out of school and they they want to they want to put an app together or they've got the next best idea. Um, how'd you go about launching a app? Where where'd you start? Yeah, so I mean, the the reason why it, it's took so long is we actually had to sort of sack off our original development team and and actually re-strategize once yeah. we had new capital. In. Is it is it like building houses? <laughs> um, Similar, you know, you get yes. one construction team that tell you something, but Similar. do they deliver? And I think that's I think that's how the world works. Yeah. And obviously, you know, trust is a a huge part of how of I do business. And yeah, we were we were let down a little bit, but also you know you can't sort of sit on your laurels and feel sorry feel for yourself. Sorry for yourself. Right, yeah, okay, so how we yeah how are we gonna move past this and i think we did a really good job uh, of doing that and going right okay has the span been ideal to you know not get a product we're all super happy with and it, it the whole process to say much, much longer and obviously burn through a little bit more cash but you know we've got a very lean structure um and kind of budget mm. um and and we're just excited to sort of get the full product out there hit that big red button um we got a load of great pr over the past month and yeah we're just in a, in a really good. strong place to sort of get all our business contacts you know the and is this is this app live now so the beta's in private it, it's in private beta at the moment so we've got some you know toronto raptors uh, mcdonald's canada um steve's got uh, on test uh, a couple of agencies like the hooker are sort of beta testing it for us at the moment and they have a lot of say with what happens in the space so yeah if if they like it we'll we'll take some sort of notes off them and, and how they enjoyed interacting with it and what value it provided them and mm. you know super supercharge it and make that that cross platform and so that's that's the real plan for 2019 2019 is towards the end of 2019 or no so it should be uh, q2 q2 people uh, should look forward to to be able to see this yeah definitely if not if not q1 i think there'll definitely be some sort of version which allows people to use a platform to definitely sort of aggregate those followers and interact with them and directly message them from that and and really focus on building that community uh, i think for us yeah the trend that's happening with social media vanity metrics like following numbers are becoming less and less valuable and it's yeah. about having you know that tribe that that community that really do engage with with your content consistently and that's so much better to do when you reward those people and even mm. just little messages you know people are going to take it really well when you know host of many talks Reese many actually goes oh thanks for listening mm. i really appreciate it thanks for that feedback you know that community management aspect even it's from a, a personal brand standpoint is so key because people then feel involved yeah no i understand i can see that it's going to be um very exciting and something big so thank you very much i can see that you're you're really enthusiastic about it as well so look ju just before we finish up we we've been speaking for some time and what what i like and, and why i was so eager to get you on you know, we've 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 had the the entrepreneurs have had Grant Cardone. We've we've had Mark Wright. Um, my my viewers have heard from me and listeners have heard from me. We're all, um, I would say, people that that like to have loads of people working for us in structures where you know we've got teams that work underneath us. One one thing that I like about yourself and what we've spoke about openly is that you know you enjoy being yourself, yep. work working on your own getting your work done and concentrating um, and, and obviously giving good value. You know, us entrepreneurs, let's say different entrepreneurs that have got big companies, 
that have got teams, got structures. You know, we, we all love giving value, but we see that a team is what we need to succeed. With you, you, you focus on, a, and I think it's a real key point for our listeners, um, because there is people out there. I've, I've spoke to a lot of people that have reached out to me and said, look, I'm not interested in in having a team underneath me. I've, I find that the more people I've got, are more headaches, and I just want to concentrate on what I'm good at and give people value. And I, I think that's really where you're at. Is it? Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, we had a, you know, I, I kind of say the same thing to a lot of people. Um, for me, um, I saw at Social Chain that, um, you know, managing people is very difficult. Um, yeah. And e- even when you have brilliant people in a great location and, and you've got this great ecosystem, it's still not easy. And, and personally, Definitely. I think I'm a, a really good social media marketer and a marketer and, and a social media specialist. That's what I think I'm good at. And, and I enjoy doing that small piece of the puzzle for various businesses. Mm. So, you know, there's businesses I have major equity in that, you know, I'm part of the team, but the risk isn't on my head. And yeah. I think we're in an era where... Um, apologies for this but you know it, it doesn't need to be a dick measuring contest with by going this uh, is how, uh, yeah, how, how many this is how many people work for me because right. i can go well this is how profitable i am right. and things like that and so for me it's focusing on what i'm good at how i can help people adding that value Correct. because i get a lot of value out of that myself that's yeah. what i'm super proud of and, and plugging into bigger teams and, and managing projects or or just doing a small piece of what is a quite a big, big marketing well, strategy it's a, it's a big piece of of anyone's business is the the marketing sector and, it, and there's a lot of people out there that they just everyone thinks that you need big teams to make money no. and and it's not it's not necessarily the case um, and that's why I like the journey that you've come from where you are um, it's been a pleasure speaking to yourself Tim again today um, we're gonna do some business moving forward we're gonna wrap up today um, on, on a good note it's been a pleasure having Tim Tim down hopefully you've enjoyed the podcast we've give some some good key facts to listeners um is there anything else that you want to add before we finish up tim no just uh like thanks so much for having us and i think for for anyone out there that's listening you know really try and take accountability for, for your actions and, and really put the work in yourself um and how can you improve and, and you know you don't have to be someone that wants to read books watch a ted talk um you know there's there's ways to sort of take the great advice that that many's given and you don't have to do it word for word. You don't have to right, start your own podcast or start a YouTube channel, things like that. Take the value um, holistically. So what kind of many's really preaching is give value to others. So you Great. can do that. You can do that in different ways. Write blog posts, write videos, write long post captions on Instagram. It doesn't have to be, right, I want to replicate what Grant Cardone's doing. And I think that's that's super, super important yeah. that you know you need to make it personable to, you, to yourself. But yeah, um, take, yeah. take it and own it. Um, accountability, adding value, you know, there's a lot of key points, a lot of key facts in there for everybody today. It's been a pleasure. Amazing. Um, and we'll speak to you on the next episode. Speak to you soon. So for now, what I want to do is thank you for listening. Subscribe, leave a review. Look forward to speaking to you on the next podcast with some exciting guests coming our way. <laughs>